let's get scratching. We got an explosive broadcast coming to you. Listen up. Sega games, just keep playing them. Sega! We're back. It's the Sagabit Swinger Report Show. Live. Get ready for Sega interviews and news. Hello and welcome to the Sagabits Swing and Report Show. I'm Barry. Oh, I was going to come on reading this. Hmm, very interesting. Oh, that Ken Penders has some good ideas. Um, and joining me on this uh, very special episode of the Sagabits Swing and Report Show is our old friend, yours and mine, uh, David T. Lurker of Sonic Retro. So let's bring him on here. Oh, I hear clapping that's real that's people audience. yeah i can't i can't believe they're all here they're sitting in, in folding chairs it's, <laughs> it's, uh, someday it's a, someday but yeah so this is really special because we have not talked for a while um that's true i mean we've we've typed on discord and stuff but we haven't we haven't spoken um years ago we did a very short-lived and it was intentionally short-lived podcast where we were talking about sonic boom you remember that that's I, I do. Uh, boom taka laka laka. <laughs> boom taka laka. So, it, it was funny because it's like, oh, let's talk about Sonic Boom. And I'm like, yeah, I can. I haven't played the game yet. And you're like, okay, episode two. Have you played the game yet? And I'm like, no. I, but hey, there's still Boom stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you were like, yeah, I've played the game. I own a Wii U. And, and uh, I just went. <laughs> I, I've seen it. Nice train wreck. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a fun time. I mean, that's not the only thing we've ever done together. Uh, we did oh, a couple no. panels. Yeah. We've done a couple panels. We've named um, the island in Sonic 4. We well, did. you named it. I, I just pushed really hard to make it happen. Right. You're, you're the um, one who's like, we need to get it in people's faces. Because otherwise, I feel like Aaron Weber would have just gone, yeah, sure, to me once. Like, walking by and it would have been like oh he did it and everyone would have said are you even sure he was here i was like oh, no i swear it still amuses me to no end to go onto like sonic wikis and look at the back end you know where they have like the wiki talk where people you know yeah. like they do the behind the scenes wiki planning and they're like uh someone said this was called mirage island in sonic 4 and they're like oh i think that's official sonic retro said it was it just <laughs> Right, um, it's official to me. I, I don't know if if it's going to be named like in Origins somewhere somehow. Right. Well, yeah. That, so but... inter- introduce yourself, David. Like, what is your connection to Sonic Retro and to the Sonic community? And what? Where can people see you outside of this show? Oh, um, <clears throat> well, I guess I've been a Sonic fan for a very long time. I remember when Sonic was new, uh, and there was one game. <laughs> Uh, uh, right. I, I've I've been on the the you know part of the Sonic Internet community for uh, a very long time now, uh, but I, I was more like the name implies a lurker, where I was just you know kind of on the sidelines reading people's commentary, not saying much, more just absorbing. And then uh, down the line, it was like what 2008 or nine. I somehow became a part of Sonic Retro. Uh, it started off as like oh. Uh, doing a little editing on the wiki and occasionally writing front page posts um on and now i am technically uh an administrator uh 
so I, but I think of myself more as, as a writer and, and someone who helps run it, um, you know, cause, cause the site is still, uh, run officially by Scott's son, but I, I've been a part of retro for a long time now, uh, written a lot of things on the front page. Uh, I also have done a couple other things. Uh, I'm a part of, uh, FTCR, find the computer room, the, the YouTube channel. Uh, I've, used to be part of an old version of the sonic show or i was a sort of a permanent guest host on the opinion zone podcast that uh technically still exists but episodes are very few and far between uh, right and then uh yeah so i've sort of been you know popped up here and there oh and and i guess i was the person who wrote uh big's big fishing adventure 3 the the trial that was on the sonic twitter there's a full version that <laughs> Yeah, thank the cat. Um, right, I guess that that's probably the biggest thing. Although my name wasn't like in the credits because it's it's there's supposed to be a full version. Uh, it's technically still in production, but because it's more a fan thing than anything, like Sega didn't pay us to make it. It's uh, right. it is the it's a fan thing. Uh, things get delayed, things get moved out, moved around, but uh, it's supposed the full thing's supposed to come out at some point, and then when it does, maybe. Uh, I'll I'll make you do an episode and you'll go, why did you make this? And I'll say, listen, <laughs> you know. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, you know, um, you you have you are a, a superstar in the <laughs> Sonic Internet community, whether you like it or not. And um, I mean, I kind of know how that is too. Like, I've I've dipped my toes in all sorts of like fan sites and and YouTube channels and things like that, and I look. I look back and I'm like, geez, I've been doing this for a very long time. And I think I take my power for granted. And I think if we put our heads together, we could either, you know, topple this whole thing or, or you know, make something great. Um, right. But I know when, when retro goes down, Segabits goes down because we share a server. So at, at the very least. That, that is true. And, <laughs> and, and sometimes that server feels a little rickety. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's pretty solid right now. There, there were some upgrades. It is. Uh, it is. I've been impressed with it so far. It's been very speedy. Um, so I brought you on because I want to talk about, uh, well, timelines and canon. And the first question I'm going to ask you, what's the difference between a sonic timeline and sonic canon? Is there a difference? Uh, I guess it sort of depends on who you ask. I, th- I think... Um, like if if you look at Sonic the Hedgehog as oh there's all these different versions of the franchise there's there's different continuities there's the the old Deke shows there's Sonic X and Boom there's the games there's like the old American canon the comics like if you look at it all and say oh it's like a multiverse then I guess everything is sort of canon but then if you are like oh what's the continuity then there are certain branches that would be like this definitely seems like these games fit together they tell a story they're all meant to be part of one universe so not every sonic game that's been released is meant to be in continuity but all of them are sort of in canon to like the, the greater sonic whole i guess you could say the uh, sonic hole yeah <laughs> it sounds like a fan site i probably saw like 20 years ago <laughs> geocities.sonichole yeah. um yeah, that's that's something that I see come up often when people are talking about Sonic games and they'll, you know, 
maybe they'll be a little more casual. They'll play Sonic Spinball and see that uh, Princess Sally's in it, and then they'll go, oh, Princess Sally is in the game canon. Why don't they bring her back into the games? And it <laughs> it can get very, very murky sometimes, especially when yeah. you're pulling from uh, memories from the 90s. Um, like, for example, uh, I would say Sonic Spinball was like the... I guess like the biggest game in term of terms of different timelines because it was in the Archie canon, it was in the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog canon, and at least at the time as kids we would be like, oh, it's the new Sonic game, and oh look at that, they brought in, you know, Princess Sally, and they brought in uh, uh, Boomer or Rotor yes. or whoever, you know, and then on top of that we had Mean Bean with um, Scratching Grounder, so there were elements of like the comics and TV shows bleeding into the games and I mean at the time there was no real I maybe even behind the scenes they either didn't care or they just didn't make that distinction like do you think back in like the early 90s when they were writing about like Sonic living in Nebraska (laughs) and all those crazy things do you think they did that knowing that there was also a Japanese story that they were stepping on? Or did they just go, hey, look at this wacky blue hedgehog game. Let's make a story around it. Right. I I think they had to have been aware to some degree, at least like the 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 upper heads. I, I, I would feel like Madeline Schroeder, Al Nielsen, and maybe Tom Kalinske were aware of the Japanese story to, to some degree. Uh, and, they, and they went, well... Uh, is this going to work? Uh, I know, you know, Tom has gone on record to, to bring up like, Oh, his work on he, uh, when he was at Mattel doing he man, uh, looking at the Ninja Turtles franchise, like, Oh, this is how you build stories in America. And I think because even, even before Tom was a, a CEO that I, I always forget the name of the guy beforehand. I think it was like Bob something. It, it's, it's like mm. a very simple name. Yeah, uh, he was the one who was CEO when Sonic was designed, when Sonic was unveiled at the Tokyo Toy Show. Where it's like, this isn't going to work in America. We need to just throw Sonic out completely. Like we're going to throw out the baby and the bathwater. And then later, with Tom at the helm, it was like, well, we're just going to filter some of this baby water. <laughs> Wait, I don't know where this the the uh, <laughs> the, the it's it's going off the rails. But I I think. They just went, oh, this. we need something that would catch the attention of what we think kids in America, teens in America, would be into. And right. having like the defined origin story, this is how Sonic came to be, this is how Robotnik came to be, those things weren't in the original Japanese. Uh, right. Like, where was Sonic? Oh, I guess he was born on Christmas Island, but he just exists. How did he meet Eggman? Oh, he did at some point, it doesn't matter. Uh it was just you're being dropped in. Here's this weird, surreal world. But right. uh, in the West, it feels like there's a, a far more of a concern of like, what are the origins of characters? How did they meet? How did they become what they are? Like that's why so many superhero movies always start with the origin um, instead of you know even recently. I know there's some that oh we're, I guess we'll jump in, but they still go back to how did it start? And Sonic didn't really have that in Japan. He he existed. Um, and and um, so I don't know if it was so much we're ignoring it, but oh, we need to add something to it. And their, in their opinion, didn't feel like there was much there to to heavily contradict. 
I guess aside from Eggman's name becoming Robotnik and changing <laughs> everyone else's name, they didn't change Sonic's name, probably because it's in the game uh, and they would have had to change the art. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. But they yeah. they did kind of explore making Sonic a nickname, and that happened mm-hmm. constantly. I mean, there's even instances yeah. that I'm I'm hoping we can discuss in the near future where <laughs> um, there were some pretty interesting origins to Sonic and like what his <laughs> real name is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it almost felt, and I mean, I'm, I'm speaking as a consumer in 1991, 1992 and three that everything kind of fit together well enough that I didn't see the contradictions really. I was like, Oh, okay, well this game doesn't appear to be made in America this looks kind of like that anime stuff I've been seeing. Oh, those the names I'm seeing associated with this appear Japanese, but mm-hmm. oh, there's a cartoon coming out. Well, this fits in. Like I, I I'm wondering if they're going to go to the Green Hill Zone. No, they don't really. They really don't. But maybe that happened, you know, before this cartoon. Um, and so I, it yeah. it it just it kind of felt like everything everything fit together and everything worked despite all these different elements. And at least for me, things kind of fell apart when in 1999, when the uh, OVA released to America, the Sonic Adventure came out, and uh, Sonic Underground, and that was probably the first time that all all the elements or all the media coming out did not fit together at all, and you saw very huge uh, discrepancies, you know. Yeah, I mean that that probably was yeah the moment because even yeah in the early '90s, like I remember reading the promotional comic where it was like, oh, Robotic was Kentobor, which was a thing in the UK with Sonic the Comic, but not here in the in the US, and and like being aware that that was the origin, but oh, Sadiem talks about the Freedom Fighters and how Robotic you know took over when they were young, but AOSTH is all super happy and and fun. It's like, I guess on some level, I realized that there were differences, but it all f- seemed like Sonic. Like, it didn't right. matter that there were contradictions. It all it all connected. And something like Spinball and Mean Beam Machine, especially Spinball, because, like you said, it was adapted in an episode of AOSTH. There's also an episode of Sat AM, uh, Game Guy, where it's like, it ends with Sonic and a pinball thing. Like, it, it oh, all yeah. sort of connects. And, but yeah, when, when you fast forward to 99 and the Japanese story is now the thing and we got to call him Eggman, but then you have underground, which is even far removed from the previous two Deke shows. Right. It, it, it's like the, the people at Sega Japan wanted the Sonic brand to kind of coalesce into one thing. And yet the West was still fight. The West began fighting that (laughs) just because like, and then the Archie comic didn't know what to do with, with the new status quo of the games. Really. Oh, right. Absolutely. And <laughs> even even still, you would see yeah. the... I mean, the Japanese storyline did not exist in a bubble because you would see it being influenced by what they were doing in America. I mean, smaller things like Chili Dogs eventually made their way in. Um, uh, Dr. Robotnik's name being... Uh, you know, dropped a few times and then made a joke in generations, you know, nobody calls me that anymore. And it just, and then fast forward to today where, you know, the Sonic movie, they're freely using Robotnik on the packaging for the action figures. Yeah. Um, and, and yet in the sequel uh, in Sonic two, 
I mean, I didn't do like a word count, um, but I noticed they said Eggman more than Robotnik throughout the film. Like, really? Okay. Whenever I... Sonic referred to him, he'd call him Eggman. So, right. I guess yeah, the Sonic stink. I I didn't count either, but there was so much also use of the word Robotnik in that movie, so I wasn't yeah. like, since it's back and forth, <laughs> it, it all sort of becomes the same thing. I, yeah. I mean, I know, like in is it Triple Trouble with Robotnik Winter Zone? Like that's. What mm-hmm. it's called in in Japan as well. The and I, I know I know the Japanese strategy guide for Jam does mention the name Robotnik. Like, oh yeah, that's his name technically, like in the West. So right. even back then, they're like, I guess we're we're integrating a little bit the the ideas of the West. Yeah, um, and then there was um, and I wanted to bring up a, a viewer question here too. Oh. Uh, bef- but first, I was going to say in Sonic the Fighters, they they mentioned Doctor Robotonic. Yes. Um, that's a, which, that's if I ever name. do my own like microbrew beer, it'll be uh, Doctor Eggman's Robotonic. I think would be a good one. Um, but we have uh, Adonai Baptiste asking, um, "Is Sonic the Fighters canon?" And oh. and we'll get to because y- you made up a timeline, and we're going to briefly touch on it, um, or we're going to discuss it, but briefly show it. Um, is Sonic the Fighters on that timeline? of yours yeah i mean fi- fighters is on on the timeline i i like sonic the fighters i and uh it i know the, the sticking point is always oh there's eight chaos emeralds in this that like that that's the that's the roadblock for a lot of people um and and i know that the reason there's eight is because that, that's the gameplay mechanic there's eight rounds it's just like Oh, you know, Virtual Fighter and Fighting Vipers, like, there's a certain number of rounds. It's what you do. I guess they didn't want there to be just seven. Um, so, so like, when it comes to that, I'd like to think it's canon, but you kind of have to squint at it a little bit as, like, what what is that eighth, what does that eighth emerald really mean? Like, is it, oh, there were eight for some reason? Or, like, is that a, a fake one? Is it, like, if you were to to uh talk about it as the full thing oh knuckles is there is it secretly the master emerald or <laughs> or or is it just you know it's fine don't worry about it like that's it there's also that is <laughs> right sometimes. right or you um, could argue yeah it's, it's like a synthetic one you know that made its right. way into the mix and cause... i mean we we know that there are synthetic emeralds you know sonic adventure 2 tails does make an emerald there is weird cloning technology in fighters like oh eggman can zap you and now there's two sonics <laughs> right grayscale so could something have happened and an emerald was zapped it um if tails made a spaceship and needed eight emeralds but there were only seven that would be incredibly short-sighted of him i think so <laughs> <laughs> true um so i wanted to talk about this um well, two statements that were put out. One's the official Sonic the Hedgehog uh, mm-hmm. Twitter account. And they put out a statement. Where not, it wasn't a statement. It was kind of almost like it, it felt like Aaron Weber was kind of stirring the pot. And he tweeted out, everything is canon. Do you remember when he did that? Or, or someone did because it was, it was, um, what was the I guess it was a while ago. It must have been Aaron. Yeah. Like at a certain there, yeah, there's a certain point where it's like it seems to be all Aaron, and then it's Aaron and friends. So if that was the pure Aaron era. <laughs> I know because I know a lot of people would ask him, like, "Hey, what's canon? Is this game canon? Is that game canon?" They ask him. People still ask Ian, uh, you know, uh, 
like Ian Flynn has gone, oh yeah, I was told Sonic R is definitely canon. And it's like, wait, what? Why? Is it really? It's like, yeah, I guess so. Um, and then he's also, or it might have been Evan Stanley who mentioned, yeah, I was told like that Rivals isn't canon anymore, which confuses me because Rivals is written by Takashi Azuka, the person in charge of Sonic Team. So why wouldn't that be canon? Uh, it's 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 funny. So I guess if everything is canon, does that mean nothing is canon, or is everything actually canon? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I I guess because the idea of canon and continuity is always sort of fuzzy to begin with. Um, if you're dealing with a franchise that has many entries made by many different people, you're going to run into contradictions you're going to run into people who have one very specific vision of a thing and other people who think of it in a completely different way um you you look at like dc or marvel comics right you have thousands of issues over decades uh, the people who are writing spider-man now did not create spider-man uh the people who write batman definitely did not create batman uh that yeah so you <laughs> you you have a so it is kind of like, oh, it, it sort of is up to the individual to kind of piece it all together. And sometimes right. that's like when I got into comics in the 90s, that was part of the fun. Like clearly there were stories that certain writers retconned or ignored, but other writers were still super into. And so trying to form it all together into one cohesive universe, like it, it isn't going to be perfect, but there's, there's something fun about seeing how it all ties together and with with sonic it's the same sort of thing the people who made the original genesis games are not the people who are making them now i mean i know Izuka's still there i know hushino's still there but they also weren't involved with one and two and right. they're not necessarily the people who are writing or directing the new games anyway they're more figureheads uh so it's, it's like yeah it's it's weird Right, and you bring up those other franchises too. Like with, mm-hmm. I, I'd argue with like DC, Marvel, Star Wars, things like that. Yeah. The story, the canon, is far more important than something like Sonic. Um, <laughs> where, and I don't mean to like uh, minimize Sonic's canon, but it's it's fun when you see the connections in Sonic. Whereas I'd argue in in like Star Wars, it's essential to you know, see when Darth Vader learns that Luke Skywalker is his son in, like, a comic book and have mm-hmm. that be how it happened. Otherwise, you know, you, you fast forward to, like, a Darth Vader, you know, miniseries and all of a sudden he's, like, referencing a totally different reason, way that he learned how Luke... Like, he's, oh, I always knew that Luke was my son. And you go, well, that completely ruins the whole yeah. comic book series you guys spent 15 years on or something like that. Um, right. And I, I know there's a kerfuffle when it comes to Star Wars because things were reset in 2015. Right. But, but you know, I guess, but when I sort of look at Star Wars and I'm like, oh man, what's canon? Like, in my head, I'll still think of, like, I guess it's spe- more for, like, prequel books and comics that were written previous to 2014. Like, oh, those are a lot easier to, to slot in and say, oh yeah, like, those could still be canon. Especially right. when you have older writers like Timothy Zahn writing things where it's like, oh, if you just read my books, the right. Zahn trilogy could still kind of happen if you wanted to. Uh, like right. He's, he's careful not to contradict, even if like the official canon says those books that he wrote in the 90s definitely 
don't work anymore. Right, and I mean, at least with with Star Wars, it's it's kind of easy to make that transition. Just in that, mm-hmm. um, you just say, "Oh, the films in the Clone Wars are the canon," and then everything else post twenty fourteen is the new canon, and anything before that is the old canon. And unless it's referenced in the new stuff, just forget about it. And with right. Sonic, it's more that there has always been a Japanese canon, which is seen as the main canon. And then there has been, I guess, numerous uh, takes on it, but it's largely comic book based or stuff they printed in manuals. Um, And so if you're not a fan of the comics or you don't care about the comics, it's a lot easier to digest. There's a lot less rattling around in your head. Um, And there was a statement made by Justin uh, Thorman, and I forgot what his title is. He is a, well, he's associate manager uh, in social media for Sonic the Hedgehog. And he retweeted that everything is canon uh, thing, or he posted, reposted the image of a screenshot. And he said, PSA, this statement still stands. Fans have the freedom to create their own canon. I'm excited for the lore we have planned, but it's impossible to please everyone. It's okay to favor parts of the franchise over another, and nothing we can do can take that, uh, take away what they mean to you. And I, I see where he's coming from, but I think he's doing a totally different read on kind of Aaron's shit post of, <laughs> of everything <laughs> is bit. canon. Where, right, he's, yeah. No, go on. Oh, oh right, right, yeah. Because, um, I guess Justin tweeted that that was in response to the first episode of Tales 2, right? Where it was, hey, there's one world. Because Tales talks about Sonic's world and how there's continents and there's islands. And yeah. before that, there was that sort of ambiguous period of, of a decade where, oh, no, there's there's definitely two worlds. There's a human world and an animal world. Um, I know he, he... I know Aaron was probably just wanting to have fun, poke the bear, by saying everything is canon. But, I mean, right. I guess you could also look at it in a, um, in, in a more um, positive light of, like, oh, yeah, you know, everything is canon to you, like, whatever your canon... Because people definitely have personal canon, uh, like th- this is what I think matters to Sonic. I think this is what's important to Sonic. Uh, and so people who really enjoyed the two worlds idea, I mean, especially people who grew up with Sonic X, where that mm-hmm. is that is the foundation of everything happening in that show, to be told actually none of that is real, you know, that could that that could be interpreted as oh, what I consider to be Sonic is actually wrong and has been wrong this whole time, which isn't the case like it's still a a valid interpretation of looking at sonic's world still um there's still merit to it um i mean i know i personally have always been into the idea of there being one world but i also started playing sonic before x was even a thing and two worlds just seemed to come out of left field like oh why why is this thing because it seems to contradict the games but it wasn't contradicting sonic x it wasn't contradicting an idea that had already been growing in, mm-hmm. in parts of the fandom. So it's, yeah, I, I know it is him saying, Hey, you know, don't worry. You still love this thing. It's still Sonic. It's always there for you. This isn't going away. Even if the official line is, we're going to say it's one world. Now there's continents, there's islands. Everyone lives together. 
Station Square is in the same world as South Island. And it's the same world as uh, Haloska. So, right, and yeah. like the uh, the intergalactic amusement parks floating <laughs> ahead, and Lost Hex is like kind Somewhere. of in outer space or not, like on the edge of space. It's it's very strange. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I totally get where he's coming from with that. It's again, like as someone from the Star Wars fandom, like we dealt with that, uh, but it was like an atomic bomb that went off. <laughs> and and I don't think right. anyone at Lucasfilm was really coming out and saying, hey, whatever you feel is right is right. And whatever you enjoy, you can still enjoy. Um, unfortunately, I wish someone did come out and say that because a lot of people were upset. But That would have been um, nice to be like, you know, Mara J could still be out there. We swear. You're just not going to see her. Ever <laughs> right. Again. Instead, it's no, she doesn't exist. She doesn't. No. Um, no. But I mean, to be fair, Sonic is dealing with younger fans. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can see why they wanted to kind of uh, put, put some fires out there. Um, but it's an interesting take because, yeah, everything is, you can have your own personal canon, but at the end of the day, there still exists a there still exists multiple canons and a main timeline and a main canon, but yeah, and an eclipse canon in one of the games, but but still, right. well, you, uh, two two of the games it shows up again. Oh, that's right, that's right. right. And and if you want Shadow to be really angry, you get to blow up the city. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. No one dies, we swear. So uh, you know, it's 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 um. I don't know. Sonic can be tricky to navigate, but you you seem to have taken up that task. And <laughs> I'm just going to show a, the the top portion of this. Um, well, I'm going to here, I'm going to show everyone. First I'm going to move our our faces right. so people can actually read this. Yes, it is a, it's a big picture. Um, it's a, what go, what am I looking at here? Like, I'm going to zoom out real quick so everyone can see just like a quick this is thing. how big yeah. it is. Um, right. And now going back to the top, so it's showing uh, a, a short Game Gear timeline, and then there's a legend at the top, and then it's going from Christmas right. Island all the way to 3D Blast. Now, how did how long did it take you to put this together? Why did you put oh. it together? Well, why? I guess maybe I had a bit too much time on my hands. I think it's the good <laughs> why. Uh, oh man, I hold on. I I have a folder. I'm going to look at this folder real fast of like all the I, I did a few different revisions because at first it was like oh yeah you know Sonic games uh, the the Sonic canon Sonic timeline is always something that I've been uh, amused with it's something that I've always been interested in uh, I uh, and you know being in, in different Sonic communities talking with different people you know I'd, I'd be like oh yeah you know this is sort of my thought as to how things work talk to other people hear their thoughts uh, but then I, I I just went you know what I, I should probably kind of write this down at some point uh, because I do a lot of talking but if all I'm doing is talking uh, it all it all disappears in the ether you know it, it vanishes so I guess I started putting together this timeline in 2020 i guess um it was during lockdown i had nothing else to do there you go i was gonna say if (laughs) if you ever show anyone from here on out it's a great get Uh, out of jail free card something that you clearly (laughs) put way too much time in they go when did you do this you go oh covid 
and they go, oh, oh, okay, yeah. COVID, COVID. And then they go, why does it go from Sonic Frontiers to the next 10 games? And you go, oh. Uh, I, I added that later. It was quick. Yeah, it was yeah, quick. Yeah. It was quick. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I was, you know, changing it, revising it. Um, the one that, that's up there, it's about, it's like, I guess it, it took a year for me to be happy with it. There were a few different versions. I'm like, okay, I think this is how it is. There were some versions that had like a bit of multiple choice to it, mm. uh, where I'm like, oh, you know, that could work, but maybe this could work. Um, but it, like, essentially, the idea is, oh, I think there's there's one solid timeline. You know, it's like it's one world, one timeline. I'm I'm not a big fan of the idea of like there being a split and mania being its own thing, even though that is technically what what is said. Uh, right. by sega like oh the classic universe is its own dimension but then sega also said there's a human world and there's an animal world so sometimes when when sega says things y- you have to you have to look at that and go well does that actually work fully it's sort of um i i, I guess the idea was okay here's all the games and then there's the actual text of the games which is like the 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 zones the 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 cutscenes, the dialogue uh, most of the time, the the original Japanese, uh, you know, translated into English, and then right. and you go further out. That's when you would consult, like, oh, what's in the manual? What's in the strategy guides? The ones that were officially approved by Sega? Uh, what what's in the uh, the English text that isn't in the Japanese text? Um, and then, oh, what have the actual creators said? Uh, if you strictly go by, oh, what what is Azuka said? That's fine but it's also uh he is one person and he has a, he's one person and he has a very specific view on sonic right and when he started it's not like um oshima naka and yasuhara all had one clear vision of sonic i'm sure that they had disagreements i sure i'm sure they had different views as to what works what doesn't work what what should sonic what would sonic do in this sort of situation how should the games actually be um because we know, oh, Oshima left, and there's there were the rumors that he left because he wasn't uh, happy with the direction Sonic was going to take after Adventure. Mm. Uh, you have Naka leave because he felt too constrained. He didn't want to necessarily even think about Sonic anymore. Um, Yasuhara left because he left. It's, it's been very <laughs> quiet. He's, he's never really said. <laughs> right. He's just like, oh, you know, I did this and that, and then uh, time to move on. So because everyone's sort of had a, a different differing opinion, even like the creator of Tales, uh, uh, Yamaguchi, was like, "Oh, I think CD takes place between one and two. Like that's what he was saying in an interview." And then Oshima was like, "Ah, I, I, I just think it, it exists." <laughs> and later Oshima went, "Oh, I think it's between two and three. And then uh, Ken Ken Balo, or is it Ben Kalo? I always get him confused. The guy uh, who was uh, the Sonic Ken Balo, right? Ken Balo, yeah. He was like, "Oh man, it's." CD definitely takes place after 3. Uh, even though he wasn't involved in the development of CD, he was there during the development of 4, even though he was still like PR, but he's talking right. to people. Like, So you have different people with differing opinions as to what exactly is canon. So at some point, you just got to go, or like, what would the timeline be? So you, you kind of just have to sometimes go with your gut and just like look at the actual games and say what makes the most sense. I think right. especially... Like when it when it comes to CD, you look at Origins. Like, oh, here's the games. Like Sonic Three and Knuckles 
feels more like a finale and ending of a story than CD would, you know? Like, CD is a side story, it's a thing about the little planet, but 2, 3, and Knuckles, like, that's the Death Egg saga. That is uh, a building up, and there's this huge ending, and it would it might seem a little odd for CD to then come after that. Uh, right. Just, like, in terms of, of storytelling, in terms of the theme, and even the mechanics a little bit you know it's, it's right like, and i mean anyone really within sega who has their fingerprints anywhere on a sonic game can make a mm-hmm. statement and then fans yeah. can kind of latch on to it but you have to look at where they're coming from right. um and then on top of that i i mean i i would say the person with an official connection who is probably the most connected to this the most invested in it um mm-hmm is Ian Flynn because he is not only overseeing the comics, but he is writing the story for Sonic Frontiers. Right. And this gives him and I think the Sonic brand the very first uh, uh, instance where the person scripting the story is also creating the comic books and maybe even the... um, you know, like maybe there will be a little animated shorts before it, or maybe there's going to be a, a prequel comic, like a one shot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and no longer are they, uh, if if anyone's ever read the old Archie comics, they say like in another time in another place, which is basically yeah. to say video game canon, even though this is technically not canon, it's just us doing a story within what we see as video game canon. Um, right. But but yeah, Ian. He, I don't know if he has something like you do. It'd be an interesting thing to ask him. Like, do you have something like this? And he goes, hey, how'd you get that off my hard drive? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, I, I think a lot of this is on his mind, especially in the creation of Frontiers, which is why I think uh, they came out and were talking about the two worlds thing, because mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that Ian wanted to nip that in the butt and just be like guys i want to put a human in this game but we need to say like what's the deal because we have to figure this out yeah because it definitely feels like the two worlds thing was set up to uh appease a certain section of fans without them going oh it's going to anger another subsection of fans right um I was I was looking through some like old old Sonic posts, and I saw someone complain about the Archie comic because Ken Penders was writing a story, and it's not just because it was Ken, but uh, they were going, "Oh, I can't believe that he's putting another human being in this story." So right. it's like there there were a section of old school fans who grew up with Sad AM and the Archie books. It's like humans aren't a, a thing. This is like a an anthropomorphic world robotnik and snively are aberrations they are unique and there aren't other people but then it's like oh but sonic adventure gives a world where it's like mostly humans so for, right. for like these older fans they would push back on the idea of no it's it's just regular it's just a regular old planet with a bunch of people and sonic and sonic's their friend yeah they know <laughs> him uh, so it, it is like <laughs> they're there's always sort of been uh, like a small group of people that get are very loud, and then if they get appeased, then another small group of people get loud, and oh, now they need to be appeased. And 
Sega gets stuck in the middle, they have to do that balancing act. So I think a lot of decisions are based on, well, what do we think people actually want out of this? Mm Because at the end of the day, they want to make money. They want people to buy their game. Right. Uh, And if, I mean, maybe there are people who are like, I will refuse to buy a Sonic game if there's another human being other than Eggman. Right. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, I you you raise a good point there. Like, Sega could look at this and go, "What's the point? We don't need to. We could be like Mario and have each game just kind of exist in a bubble, have very right. loose connections, no real overarching story." But I think now that they've seen how successful the movie is, how they have tighter control or complete control over the comic books now and own all the characters, that they're like. Yeah. This is a situation where we could either just keep doing what we've been doing or actually put some time and effort into the story of this game and have it tie in with the comics because who knows how many people are reading the comics and not playing the games or playing the games but not reading the comics. And this gives them an opportunity to expand that. Um, Yeah, which makes sense. Like You want want that sort of cross-promotion. You want there to be a feeling of consistency. And uh, also, like on, on the topic of Ian and his own like personal timeline, I'm I'm sure he does have one. And uh, I I remember him mentioning at some point when he was still at Archie, but it was post reboot. He mm-hmm. he had mentioned that he actually he did have a timeline for the Archie book, which included most of the main games. Now he never showed that publicly. I think it was it right. was something that he was slowly dripping out because you had during the Unleashed arc, like, oh, there's flashbacks to, oh, here's Sonic, the 8-bit version of Sonic 2. It definitely happened in, in the Archieverse. Or at the end, the Genesis of a Hero, where it was like, oh, it's 1, 2, CD, and 3. That those That's how it happened. Even if I'm like, but how? It is CD in the... But it's, it's fine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, um, it's, yeah. Well, for people listening who haven't read the Archie books, so mm-hmm. it up until issue... 251 it was it was this one timeline and i have the book here this sells yeah. for uh at least a hundred bucks now <laughs> yeah Something. i don't and i see the racing prices i just don't understand but this, i know it's because this it's was print. yeah this was put together by um ken penders correct this was like his no that's ian ian flint ian flint but he uses yes. a lot of ken penders yeah, concepts cause... and ideas and stories because one of the this... things, when Ian took over Archie, he was right. he, he wasn't like, "Oh, I'm going to throw everything out." He's like, "I'm just I'm going to keep on building from it and make it better than it was before." So, right? Yeah. There's a lot of Ken uh, and Carl and Mike. You know, Mike Gallagher. There's a lot of fingerprints on there, but mm-hmm. Ian is the one who put it all together and said, "Hey, I made it make sense." And exactly. Yeah. And that, right so the before the reboot, <laughs> the complete Sonic comic encyclopedia. If you want to pick that up, mm-hmm. uh, go to your local library and ask them for it. Um, but then issue 252, which mm-hmm. coincidentally uh, DC did, what was it, the New 52, when they did their yes. reboot. So that's how I remember it. Um, they rebooted the Sonic comic and it turned into this. It was still the events of the original 251 issues plus specials and everything happened, but a little differently. And all the video games happened more closely to how they happened in the video games, either before the issue zero mm-hmm. or or during. And that was really exciting, but it kind of ended after, what, 40 issues? It didn't really last that long. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the comic... 
it 290 was the last issue and that mm-hmm. it the writing was sort of on the wall beforehand uh you know like there um there were sometimes a few months would go by before an issue came out there were there were delays there were things you know behind the scenes um i mean especially after the whole uh legal battle involving ken and archie like that i think was sort of the beginning of the end even though it did continue for a little while after that it still was one of those things where like oh some bridges have been burned do sega and archie really trust each other archie wants to focus on their own um their own i don't what i don't know it's what you're, okay sorry there's someone on. no 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 it's fine this is live yes. um uh, <laughs> right so it was one of those uh it, it the the reboot i think was a necessary evil uh but it, it was sort of like the beginning of the end i i liked the reboot universe i thought there was some interesting things there but at the same time it was sort of sad that all of this history was suddenly gone and it was a very vague oh what were the events that happened um uh, they they started to fill it out like there were little sonic origins short stories that were in uh what what, what like the, the little digests right um, yeah and they're like oh hey we'll, we'll tell you what happened but it, it only it, they only went so far so yeah we got to see the full vision uh didn't even get to end it like we didn't get an ending which I we think didn't is... it's so sad yeah and <laughs> i wanna i wanna get back to the comics uh there's a few timeline things i wanted to touch on here yeah um so you mentioned sonic mania uh, creating this like split timeline. Um, to me, though, I've more recently looked at that concept as kind of like what Star Trek did with the Kelvin timeline, where mm. they split it off so that J.J. Abrams or whoever else he's working with can tell their their new film stories with the original uh, series crew without stepping on any of the toes of anything that came since. And right. it feels like Sonic Mania... Now, r- correct me if I'm wrong, it was Sonic Mania Plus that really did this, right? Or or the end? Right. You... you um, I guess, because with, with Sonic Generations, you have some some weird time travel, even though it's there isn't really much time travel. It's, it's, it's weird. But, like, uh, yeah, you have classic and modern, and then the idea is that classic Sonic goes back home... And then Mania happens, and then after Mania is Forces, and after Forces is Encore mode. And, like, the little digital manual does say, like, oh, Sonic came back from another dimension that he was in, and now he has to fight the hard-boiled heavies again. Isn't that funny? Uh, right. Right. So so it is... Um, if you look at the text, like, the, the game, and, oh, in Generations, they acknowledge that classic Sonic is from the past, and then in Forces, and Encore, uh, Forces they're like, oh, he's from another dimension... I guess the idea is, right, there could be a split in the timeline. Like, oh, it is it is forked off. Uh, you, could, you could do a million things and not worry about the old games. But it, it does get weird because it is, like, in the middle of things. With, with, like, with the Star Trek and the Kelvin timeline, uh, it is, hey, we're going to start fresh with Kirk. Remember Kirk? That's Even though, yeah, there's stuff that happens before in Star Trek lore... Hey, it's still a starting point. It's not like, oh, we're forking off from, like, right before the episode Spock's brain in season three. Uh, now we don't have to worry. It, it's uh, <laughs> there's 
it it does sort of have these weird things hanging over you like what what about sonic adventure is like is chaos just going to stay sealed in the master emerald forever what about shadow is he just going to sit on you know on prison island forever or is that or or, or, are they supposed to tackle those things differently if if mania had a bunch of sequels and they eventually touched on that and it was like oh here's a, a different interpretation of events and like I would feel more comfortable going, oh, yeah, after Generations, there was definitely a split in the timeline and we get to see these events. But because it's just Mania by itself and nothing in Mania is is predicated on things being changed or the classic cast knowing stuff from the future and not doing that. It's just an adventure. I know they went after a thing. It's sort of it feels wasted. It feels a, a little... Well, I guess to me a little silly that it is just off in its own little pocket and it's just one game and it's forever there and it doesn't matter. Right. Um, like they, they but... could, my thought was at least a couple of years ago that maybe they would continue this and we'll get more Sonic Mania adventures. IDW will have a spinoff comic right. and it will basically be classic Sonic forever. Like he's forever in this little bubble where you're going to see games and adventures. It's never going to progress up to the point of Sonic Adventure or even Sonic 4, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean those don't right. eventually happen. You know? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if it was something where it was justified, I'd be I'd be okay with, yeah, now there's two timelines after this point. But, I mean, I guess the way Sega has described it, in some fashion, they're like, no, Classic is just another dimension entirely. Characters like Mighty and Ray only exist there. It's like, well, if they only exist there, then I guess it's not the past and it forked off. Because are you saying that in the main timeline, somewhere between Sonic 3 and Sonic Adventure, Mighty and Ray died? Like, there's... <laughs> like, like, yeah, there, there are all these little weird... Um, inconsistencies and, and i guess you know in some ways oh maybe it doesn't matter like it is everything is canon you just got to look at it and take it as it is and not be too worried about the details but sometimes it is more fun to look at all the weird little details and go wait what does right. it actually mean is this important is this not important i, right. know, I know sonic canon as a whole has always been a little mushy uh, <laughs> but <laughs> How dare that's you. just sort of yeah right that's yeah just sort of how it's been in the in the Segabits Discord, we've been talking recently a lot about um, Sonic Forces and like what could have what they could have done to kind of improve the connection between Forces and Mania. And one wild thing I threw out there was that I I thought keeping if you had kept Infinite's uh, uh, identity a secret throughout the game, you're like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And then he reveals that he's Fang, and it shows that this is what had happened to Fang since you saw him. And like, it would be a fun little Easter egg for the fans. And then when Mania right. comes out with Mania Plus, you see like Fang is now in the game and it shows mm-hmm. how he found the, the Ruby and how he kind of disappeared for however many weeks or years exist between, you know, because obviously right. to us it's like 30 years, but in Sonic's <laughs> world it's like one or two, yeah. maybe. Which, <laughs> we don't know. Right. I guess Sonic's always 15, even though we've seen him have a birthday and we know, oh, the little planet shows up once a year, like once a month out of the year, one month. And it's like, oh, so really it should be two or three years, but no, it's all one, I guess. Right. And then if, if you look at forces where it's like, oh, you know, he's been in jail for six months, then it's like, okay, a lot of time, I guess is supposed to have passed, but he's still 15. It's fine. Right. I mean, you see that in the Simpsons though. They'll have episodes where like Homer will be trapped somewhere for like months 
And I'm like, well, then that means a good portion of the series could never happen if you right. if you take the whole Simpsons as canon. Um, speaking of being stuck somewhere for a long time, so Metal Sonic. <laughs> yes. Metal now, Sonic. I'm going to lay this out and then you can maybe correct me. But so okay. Sonic CD, Metal Sonic is defeated. He's left on Little Planet. Mm-hmm. Sonic 4, if we're going to put that into the, the order there. Right. Um, and they even did that cross promotion with the Taxman uh, Stealth Sonic CD was out and they did Sonic 4 at the same time. Like, oh, there's a story connection here. Mm-hmm. Eggman went back to Little Planet and we can presume it's a year later because doesn't it, it appears every year over Never Lake on Mirage yeah. Island? On Mirage um, Island. <laughs> And he revives Metal Sonic. Metal Sonic flies yes. back to Earth, mm-hmm. is um, is brought back to his full capacity, and then he's defeated on the Death Egg Mark II. Then mm-hmm. he is placed into a pod, and that is the pod that you see in Sonic Adventure. Right. It... And he appears again in Heroes, and we don't see him since, right? Uh, in the In the main games... Yeah, I guess that is the last time you see him. I mean, because he shows up in spinoffs, like he's in Rivals 1 and 2, he's in Sonic Free Riders. Right. Uh, but I guess in the main game, I'm trying to... Right. Yeah. I mean, he's been retroactively added to Colors Ultimate. Uh, and in Forces, he was a, a, he's uh, a, a an illusion. He's a fake boss. Yeah. Yes. And one of the illusions, yeah. Um, yeah, so if if you were to go, okay, so like adventure onward there's the main games and then the classics sort of happen i I guess the the simplified way is oh yeah cd then four then adventure but if you do that then you have to ignore every appearance of metal sonic in a classic game entirely uh which means um chaotix uh sonic the fighters sonic r I, i know he's in triple trouble although i would argue triple trouble is probably not part of the main canon i know you you said oh i'm on my timeline there's boxes so like those boxes <laughs> are sort of um they're, they're meant to illustrate like okay here's the main canon but then here's some extra extra like additional timelines that sort of tie into it the game gear one being one of those because most of the game gear games kind of play by their own rules they're on they're all in south island I mean, Triple Trouble might be. They don't say where it is. It's it's only right. six Chaos Emeralds. Sonic meets Knuckles differently. It's all like sort of playing by its own rules because it was made by other people, not Sonic Team. Right. Uh, so, but if you want Chaotix to be a part of it, then of the of the main timeline, then you have to go after Sonic CD. Uh, in the Chaotix manual, it says, "Oh, he he went and salvaged the the CPUs of Metal Sonic." He salvaged right. bits and pieces, rebuilt him as Metal Sonic Kai. Then he turns big and red, and Knuckles and the rest of the Chaotix punch him in the face, and he blows up. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I guess he has to be rebuilt for... Uh, I mean, if if you don't think Fighters is part of it, he's definitely an R. And Ian has said, oh, Sega told me Sonic R is part of canon. So unless mm. you want to go, oh, I guess R is after 4, but 4 shows the modern and R their classic, so what does that even mean? Because Sega does also seem very obsessed with like codifying the art style. Like, oh, if Sonic looks this way, it has to be before he looks right. this way. Um, it, it does get a little messy. Uh, un- unless you then try to argue that 
Mania is part of the main timeline, and that either forces is the future again, and the mention of an alternate dimension is just time is a dimension, or I have a pet theory that forces is a little pocket universe, but that that's the sort of a long thing I, I'm not going to get into right now. But then then you would be like, okay, CD Chaotix, both of those Metal Sonics are destroyed, then he's rebuilt for fighters and or are. And then in Mania, when you confront Metal, he's in the arena where right. there's those little Silver Sonics. Uh, but then you also have, on either side of Metal, a tube that has a broken Metal Sonic in it. Like, it's a Metal Sonic body with the face kind of punched in. Which, you know, when, when Metal Sonic hits the wall in Stardust Speedway in Sonic CD, his face does fall off. He's uh, been damaged. Right. In the beginning of uh, four-episode Metal, he's all in one piece. But in, in uh, Sonic Mania and Encore mode, when you defeat him, like the, the giant version of Metal, whose name uh, escapes me, like that disappears, but then you see normal Metal Sonic and he just falls off the screen. He's all in one piece. You're in Stardust Speedway. So Mania kind of fills in the hole of like, if you wanted to say CD, Chaotix, Mania, and 4 are all canon together, like mm-hmm. you see what happens to Metal. And so then the Metal in Adventure Onwards is that third version of Metal Sonic that he that Eggman built. Um, but that might be a bit too, like for, for Sega to be more simplified, <laughs> it's like, oh no, it was CD and I, I guess 4 and Mania's over here, it doesn't matter. And then you fight him in Heroes. And so it's like, oh, yeah, you could simplify it. It's just not as fun to me. Exactly. <laughs> Everything is canon, you know? Everything is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, thanks for indulging me on that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, there's more I could talk about with Metal Sonic, but I... I I want to move on to Sonic Origins. Now, we're yeah. still a month out. Uh, fingers crossed review codes hit, you know, early June so that, you know. Right. Um, Get it early. Play through it all. Exactly. Watch, watch the animations. Yeah, I'm really right. looking forward to that. But what's interesting about Origins is the anniversary mode is basically introducing a new official classic canon, or at least what Sega now sees as how the classics played out and so i wanted to know your thoughts on on that official statement where they're like cd happens after one and also you know like how far do you think they're gonna go with these cutscenes, or do you think it's gonna be pretty basic um i don't know i i, I get the sense that like um well i i think even uh somewhere tyson mentioned because he's also involved in the animation. Like, oh yeah, we're not replacing like the cut, the uh, the, the cutscenes between levels, like in Three and Knuckles. Like, uh, like all those are still the same. So the the stage transitions, if those remain, then you're not getting like fully animated sequences of Sonic uh, being launched out of a cannon in in Carnival <laughs> Night and then ending up in Ice Cap. Like those, that's still all in game. And if that's the case then I'm like, well, I, I guess maybe there will get intros. Uh, yeah, intros and endings. That's what it feels like. Um, I know in the trailer, like, there's there's bits of, oh, look, Amy gets captured, and you see a little bit of Sky Chase. But that feels, to me, more like here's the intro animation of the collection as a whole, not right. the, you will actually see this while playing Sonic 2. Um, but so, I mean, it, it is... But there is room for it to, to actually, oh, here's the new canon. Um, 
one of the sticking points, I think, uh, Sonic 3, uh, if there's an animation that begins and we see Knuckles, and if we're seeing him and he's like sitting there with the Master Emerald, if he's in Hidden Palace, like, I don't imagine that they're going to complicate it and go, oh, well, you know, in the Sonic 3 manual, Japanese manual, Knuckles is guarding a set of Chaos Emeralds. That's part of the story. It's in the manual. He's mm. a guardian of Emeralds. They're probably, I would imagine, not have them there and simplify it. Because if you do have the Emeralds there, then it's like, well, what does that mean? Are there two sets? Are there 14? Did something happen? And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to think that oh, he did guard them, and that there were once seven, and they became 14, and it became seven again, and it explains then why the emeralds change shape between one and two. And, <laughs> right. You know, like, oh, now the super emeralds are actually chaos emeralds, and that's what they look like from here on out. But right. if if they haven't sat down and gone, oh, yeah, you know, like, because some of it probably wasn't even done on purpose. They drew the emeralds one day, and then they made three and knuckles and went, wow, the super emeralds look cooler. What if we just have that be the emerald look from now on? Like it could have been a retcon even early on, though there is visual storytelling within three and the hidden palace zone cutscene of the emeralds going up and then doing the, you know, the the shoom shoom shoom. Right, right. Like there, there's stuff there that you could, uh, that you could play with and go, hey, there's an explanation why the chaos emeralds were once this way and now they're that way, and we'll never have to deal with it again. It's probably just easier to retcon, especially if it's here's an opening introduction. It's animated. No one's talking. Right. There's just a Master Emerald. It's fine. And and that's what I'm imagining. So that that would be like, yeah, you you are retconning the story. There is a new classic uh, line happening. And and it's it's like, you know, I don't don't know if that would necessarily affect the, the timeline I put together because those are the details, but the games themselves would still happen. Uh, right. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we, we could be overthinking it, but then again, Ian Flynn is <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ian Flynn is at least scripting the, the, I don't think dialogue, but like actions of right. these. So he could be looking at this and being like, well, what, what is Knuckles doing? What is, I mean, they're very well, I'm, I'm interested to see if we're going to see Sonic and Tails like meet for the first time. Right, I, I would hope we see that. Um, that would be because cool. that is that's in the in the manual, the Japanese manual too. I want to see that first look because even the flashback we get in Adventure isn't going to be accurate because it is them running in the Mystic Ruins, and it's like, well, they didn't meet in the Mystic Ruins; they met on West Side Island. And I don't think you're telling me that this is West Side Island. It's not. Don't do that right. to me. Uh, right. So, and because and, and it's like, well, it's Tails dreaming. So you know, dreams can be weird i had a dream last night that i was on the jurassic park island and oh that's were cool. happening but that that wasn't real at least as far as i know i uh, had a dream <laughs> last night that uh it was illegal to throw bananas away and so <laughs> i was like i was like don't don't throw that away we need to make something out of it if you're not going to eat it we'll cut it up into little pieces and turn them into coins like we need to oh. turn it into a yeah like it was it was pretty pretty harsh um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's a few questions here. Um, This one's not so much relating to the timeline, but uh, Jake's saying, speaking of canon, well, it doesn't relate to canon, Jake, um, (laughs) will Origins have original Sonic 3 music? Um, I've heard it won't. I I think that's a safe bet. Um, Yeah. Because even if it's like, yeah, 
Brad Buxer wrote Hard Times. Like, yeah, okay, but uh, I'm sure it's also now been super complicated because of the Michael Jackson estate anyway. You know? Right. Uh, um, I mean, I guess to make Jake feel better, maybe Sonic hears this music in canon. In his head. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> there could be giant speakers in each zone that play a song. Um, I mean, like I don't a dark know. ride uh, in a... Like, it's a small world, you know? You can go through this <laughs> river, and then you hear the thing. So it's like, right. yeah, there is a song. It plays. It's there. Um, <laughs> but if they change yeah. the music... Um, uh, Edgardo J. Cruz uh, is asking, and I'm, I'm assuming this is on your timeline, um, uh-huh. is Sonic Pocket Adventure right before Sonic 4 or Adventure 1? Where do, where does uh, that go? Or is that in the, the mobile, kind of, is its own timeline? Oh, no, uh... I I put Pocket Adventure right before Sonic 4 because it does have the very important uh, scene of, hey, look, Eggman has changed clothes. Isn't that great? Because when he's in when he's in the little egg robo, he's got the, the yellow and the red, but then, oh, he's out. He's full adventured. Um, there you go. Although I, I think there is a frame after where you see him in his original clothes again, but that doesn't matter. You know, I change shirts sometimes <laughs> well I, uh, agent stone is is dreaming of putting uh yeah. you know robotnik in the classic getup or a maid's mm-hmm. outfit so you never know what we'll right. see if if jim carrey returns for three um right. yeah so let's see so i want to close the show out by talking uh just a bit about our our thoughts and memories and all those things of the first 50 issues of Archie's, Archie's comics, his his own Sonic comics, um, right. and the 50 issues of IDW. Now, at this point, we are 49 deep plus a handful of miniseries. It seems to be building to Sonic and Tails battling their imposters, who, yeah. and it wasn't until like a month ago that I realized that that Starline and Scourge, no, not Scourge, Surge, uh, <laughs> and Kit are based off of um, sprite uh, glitches, right? Yes. Uh, Starline is the corrupted tales from Chaotix. Uh, Knuckles. Sur- right, Knuckles Chaotix. Right, because there's a, there's right. a spot where it's just a bunch of stars in Got a line. It. Yeah. And that was originally the slot where Tails was supposed to be a playable character. But uh, so like the weird corrupted knuckle sprite with the colors, like yeah, that's that star line. I mean, it's a line of stars. It's funny. Uh, and then, I like that. And then, yeah, I do like that a lot. And then Surge would be Ashura, right? Mm-hmm. Ashura from Sonic Two. Uh, the Ashura glitch. He's not really. It's fine. And then Kit is. Um, oh no, I forget that one. It's it's like a another color. Like blue, like a blue tails was it? I think blue right, tails. yeah, like a blue tails. Sonic 3 and so has a lot of weird um, color glitch things. I because I know personally, I was like, oh man, yeah, because you can make like knuckles blue if you tried hard enough. I'd be like, oh yeah, look, there's blue <laughs> knuckles. I'm gonna call them fists. I mean, if you knuckles choke him, blue. I guess you could turn <laughs> knuckles blue if you tried hard enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, choking knuckles. Right. So IDW, we've had three miniseries and then the main book, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. I, I guess there's the Team Sonic Racing one shot, and then the the movie one shot, which isn't part of it. Uh, right. Team Sonic Racing 
may or may not. Basically, Ian's word is that the games as they are are mm-hmm. canon to IDW. However, the events of IDW are not canon to the games. Right. Right. Unless they are now, because Ian is becoming the grand Uba exactly of Sonic. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if he's like, oh man, writing Origins and Frontiers in the comics, that is like he's in charge of all the main Sonic except well like the movie and I guess Prime I guess Prime is a thing that's happening right like, yeah and then it there was also prior to after Archie ended their 290 issue plus run um, yeah there was this little digital comic that was Sonic mm-hmm. Forces prequel stories and those yeah. were from uh, Ian Flynn and I think Adam Bryce Thomas and right. those are game canon they are not from the IDW series. They just happen to have IDW talent making them. However, their mm. canon because they are game canon, they are canon to IDW. And I guess their closest connection could be they're kind of like the um, miniseries before Archie Sonic. You know, like if you had your own little story mm-hmm. before the main comics kick off, that's kind of the similarity there. Um but what I find so interesting about the first 50 issues of Archie versus the first 50 of IDW is, and I I made notes just to see how how many games were coming out, how many TV shows were launching, how much how many different cannons were being thrown at people, and it's <laughs> it's kind of insane. So November 92, Sonic 2 comes out. Archie Sonic number 0 comes out a month later. Archie Sonic yeah. 1 that's right right archie zero actually came out before sonic 2 came out like oh right it's early november the the november 24th date that's in the book i think is a Mm. newsstand date but it actually came out in comic shops a couple weeks earlier right there's always like that weird comics are weird especially in the 90s like oh they're here in a comic shop and then they come out in a bookstore like three weeks later right okay so yeah but you like let's say you're a kid in in december you're you're eating both of these up yes yes one before the other um then (laughs) but then you fast forward to uh spring maybe summer archie sonic starts to kick off its main series uh Mm -hmm. september to december of 93 adventures of sonic the hedgehog so as you can see here, like as the comics are coming out for Archie, they're introducing new cartoons. Sat AM comes out, Sonic CD comes out, and then I think the big one is uh, Archie Sonic Number Six releases with the Spinball adaptation the same month that Sonic Spinball releases, which is like the first and only time they really had some true synergy with the games. Yeah, and. And we already had we had the cartoon adaptation actually coming out around that time too, and so from all there it was. <laughs> oh, what was that? They were all in on Spinball. They were all in, and except for Sega <laughs> Japan, I guess. Um, right. <laughs> but then it, you know, and then we get into the the Sonic Three coming out. Um, Archie Sonic Thirteen does a Sonic Three adaptation about six months later. And then uh, we we basically get to episode, issue 25 in June 1995, where they adapt Sonic CD, which came out years earlier. Yeah, the, there are a lot of delayed adaptations. I, I, I think the Sonic CD one was 
like Archie, they weren't told to do it. They were just they just so did. many requests by fans and were like, oh, we should probably should, right? It'd be uh, fun. Yeah, it'd be a fun yeah. milestone issue. Right. I, I think Adventure was the the first time Sega put down their foot and said, adapt this now. We demand it. And all the other ones are kind of like, this is coming out. It's, it's new content. We can do it. Maybe right. Sega was like, hey, could you? That would be great. But Adventure was, <laughs> was like super you must, even though they didn't give the team anything to adapt from. They didn't even sell right. them a copy of the game. <laughs> I know. That, that's great. Um, which, is, which is goofy, but yeah. Uh, go on. Well, but then but then from issue Sonic 20, Archie Sonic number 25 to Sonic mm-hmm. uh, 50, there were games coming out, but they weren't really adapting them. They were more like compilations, spinoffs, you know, like Sonic Art. Sonic 3D Blast gets its own like one-shot comic, so that's kind of mm-hmm. over here. And it really culminates with like the death of Robotnik, correct? Yes. E- with Endgame. And so it it really, um, I mean, if you're going to stand back and just look at the first 50 issues, it kind of starts off as this kind of fun, goofy, every issue's uh, a funny book story. Um, I've actually mm-hmm. been recently re reading the um, Ewok comics. <laughs> and those are probably... Those are probably the closest you're ever going to get to, like, a Sonic... Like, early Sonic comics. So if you're a fan uh-huh. of, like, those early ones, check those out. Because it's one-shot adventure stories from... Um, God, I'm, I'm blanking on the writer, but he was the artist in the early Sonic issues. Um, Gallagher? No, wait. Was, was it right? Manic? No. Manic, Dave Manic, no. Wait, was Mike Gallagher? I always he was a artist, not a writer. I always maybe, but yeah, Mike Gallagher was. You'd think I'd get all these names straight by now, Uh, right? Right, but but essentially, you know, it it starts as a funny book and then it slowly turns into kind of the Ken Penders saga, and you know, Ken came on at what issue was it with Archie? Uh, issue Early. eleven. Yes, it was issue. His first issue was the one where Sonic meets Evil Sonic. Like that's that was his first story out of the gate. Right. Him and his writing partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I mean, he slow and then I forget if he did anything in twelve, but then thirteen was the Knuckles story. Uh, and then so it was him. Right now, Mike Gallagher's right. Right. So like it, it sort of goes back and forth between. You know, like these handful of writers. Uh, right. It's it's only like when we hit the thirties where Ken is like, okay, I'm really pulling everything together and doing like, like a full on shot of let's try to really focus on, uh, like our own continuity. Let's build towards something I want to reach an end. Because uh, end the, game. The, the, the end game. Yeah. Because <laughs> the belief was, oh, this comic is only going to last as long as the shows last. Mm-hmm. So when they start making the comic before a single episode is aired and they're told to make it mostly like AOSTH, like the comedy, uh, Ken was the one who pushed it for it to be more like the Sad AM show. Like, oh, he sat down, he watched it, he thought it was, I guess, better written, like, oh, more engaging. That's mm-hmm. what we should be doing, especially since those are the characters we're working with. And there is that sort of slow, there is a shift. Um, yeah, you're right. Ken starts off goofy, but then he also builds on 
his goofy concepts like issue 19 brings back evil sonic and introduces the idea of a multiverse and you have like uh issues 21 and 22 where spaz is the introduced like he's the main artist um, right of those stories and it's like it's still a little funny but like even the the art style suddenly is elevating it to be a bit more serious to be a bit closer to like what the themes are of sad am and the tone right. um and yeah there's there's a lot that goes on and especially because um those first 50 you have i i guess more specials and miniseries than idw has had oh as absolutely well. room absolutely um, like you had uh, in your face, uh, Sonic and Knuckles, the Triple Trouble Chaotix, mm-hmm. uh, the Sally miniseries, the Tails miniseries, the first Knuckles miniseries. Like those are Death all Death Egg Saga, the Death Egg Super yes. Specials, which ran for I think thirteen. I was I have a letter in the very last Super Special, the terrible one with the ice. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, the, yeah. Uh, yes. The I guess yeah I guess the first Super Special would have come out before fifty. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Special Two is the aftermath event game. Uh, so, like, you have right. I mean, and Sonic. You can't forget Sonic Live. Sonic Live's in there. Uh, <laughs> Who can forget Sonic Live? I I still play my <laughs> Sega Genesis with a VCR remote. Well, that's cool. um, but yeah, but it it really and you know as much trash as people give Ken Penders, I mm-hmm. I loved him. Like I I loved like when I'd see that he had written something. As a kid, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, extra special. There's going to be more, you know, effort put into the story. There's going to be, like, a multi-arc. I remember being more excited for the Knuckles comics than I was the Sonic ones. I'd be like, oh, we're getting... I think they did three-issue arcs. Every three issues were, like, a three-parter, and you could line the covers up. And I was just so excited to get the third issue in the story and see where it was going. And to be honest, like, looking back, I didn't understand everything, but... To me, that yeah, made me feel like I was right. reading something that was above my age range, and it made me feel like a big kid, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, Knuckles, I, the, the Knuckles series as a whole did feel like it aimed a little higher uh, age-wise, and then Sonic was like, oh yeah, you know, you're you're eight years old, you're going to read Sonic, but if you're, if you're 12, you're going to read Knuckles, you're going to mm-hmm. get a lot out of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then they, they, they built up to the death of the Robotnik as we know him. So, mm-hmm. you know, the first 50 of Archie, they were kind of all over the place, but it, it built to something. It, it found its footing. Um, right. It I, occurred I, during the classic era, like the yeah, entire classic era. The The definition of what Sonic was, was actively being written at the same time as these comics. Mm-hmm. If the, If the starting point is, a series bible for a tv show that's going to radically change and sonic one and maybe a screenshot of sonic two going all the way to all the classic games are out you know both shows are are over and done with uh, a lot of other random things uh, like yeah the idea of sonic has grown and changed so much by the time issue 50 comes out well i guess in idw sonic is pretty established he is he is what he is and even if there's like little little things that happen, like the the Sonic we see in issue one is not a radically different Sonic than exactly uh, yeah like yeah the idea of what Sonic is. And so I wanted changed. to bring up that IDW era. So mm-hmm. Sonic Forces Digital Comic comes out October 2017. Sonic Forces comes out November that same year. Then IDW Sonic One releases in April of 2018. 
we do get that Team Sonic Racing comic in October of 2018, but then Team Sonic Racing is delayed uh, to May 2019. IDW Sonic 50 will be coming out next month as we record this in June, and then Sonic Frontiers comes out this holiday. So in that span of time, we've had a couple miniseries, we've had uh, uh, 50 issues, and only one spinoff game. And so it's it's just wildly different when you compare it to the first 50 of um, Archie. And I think first 50 is kind of not even accurate because as we talked about, there were tons of specials, one-shots, one miniseries that all fed into that, that storyline that culminated right. with 50. Um, whereas with Archie, it went to the death of Robotnik. This one's going to... Uh, kind of culminate with the battle of Sonic and Tails and their imposters. And as we've seen with issue 51's cover, there's still an aftermath. It seems like, you know, either the fight's still going on or, or something. But I, I want to know what your thoughts were on comparing those two. Yeah. I mean, there there is... I, I guess with Archie, even if you kind of ignore all the, the, the games and the shows that came out at the same time, it feels like a lot more kind of happens in Archie from issue 1 to 50 than it has in IDW. And, and I guess it's also just the nature of comics as a whole has sort of changed. Uh, a comic came out every month. Like, if you're... You, maybe you're lucky if you get a two-parter or a three-parter, especially for a, a kid's comic. I, I know, like, things like Superman and Batman were dealing with more long-form and X-Men, but not necessarily every comic. IDW you've had like there are like mini stories within but it is you've got like three really you know three full arcs you have the the Angel Island arc the the metal virus and then the the build up to what's going on with Starline Surgeon Kit and uh, I I mean I am still a couple issues behind so mm -hmm. oops but um <laughs> So, you know, it's not saying, oh, that means IDW is bad because Archie did so much. But it is, right. it is definitely like, I guess there is sort of a, a beginning, middle, and an end. Like, this is the way things are. And, oh, we fixed them. We defeated Robotnik. You're not going to defeat Eggman, like, forever in IDW. And technically, you never did it in Archie. Like, yes, this is going to go on forever because Sonic's going to keep on going forever. Unless they make a game that goes, we're done. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> right, but but it there, it's so so there's definitely a, a different feel, and and I mm -hmm. guess then when you place it in the context of everything else that came out, the Genesis and the Game Gear games and all the shows and stuff, like yeah, it was it was a wild and, and crazy time. So like, nostalgically, I, I'm gonna look at the Archie books and go, oh wow, that was that was great. Even if maybe later Archie issues, especially by Ian, like some of those are my favorite of the run but that mm -hmm. those first 50 is still something special and idw you know like some issues i like some issues i'm like eh, you know that could have been a little better uh right because because it, it is also it's playing very different rules it has to stay closer to what the game universe is oh but there aren't a bunch of games coming out that change things or add new characters to change the status quo of what sonic is right so you do have to there's sort of a there's a much finer tightrope that you have to walk on for those first 50 IDWs than 
uh, I guess, like the planks of wood that you walked on with Archie, where Sega went, hey, as long as it's out and Sonic isn't crying, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I yeah. mean, with those Archie issues, it was a big ask of the reader to not only read the 50, but to read every mm-hmm. single additional issue that released at that time. And when right. you look at IDW, it seems smaller, leaner. But if you take into account the fact that to really experience the IDW comics, you need to rem- know the storyline of going back to your timeline that you shared, everything that happens in that is the history of IDW. And to me, right. that's really exciting. And that's something I've been wanting from a Sonic comic. Now, is IDW delivering on that? You know, it, it's debatable. I, I feel like they should be dipping into the well more of like, I, my some of my favorite later Archie stories was where they were kind of doing a light adaptation of Sonic Unleashed. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, but now with IDW and the games being that that history, I'd love it if they would do like a real like sequel story, mm-hmm. like maybe just a little mini series where Sonic becomes the Werehog again. And then he cures right. it. Like, that would be fun. You know, a little, like, oh, yeah. if only Chip was here, why is this happening? You know, like something, and you go, oh, he said Chip. Um, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, I don't know. I, I I think what they're culminating with 50 is fine, but it's nowhere near as epic as what Archie did. But I don't think they can kill Eggman, like you said. No, you know. no. That, we'll never <laughs> hit a point where, oh, yeah, Eggman's dead or defeated and he's going to be gone for two and a half years right uh that like i know they had to do a little bit of fighting to say oh yeah he isn't going to come back until 75 i think ken pender sort of never wanted to bring back robotnik although you could be like well you know it's sonic and eggman that's the the core of all of this franchise if you're really you, you can't just have him gone forever i don't think right but right uh it is it is like but it, it things sort of felt permanent because he didn't come back uh an issue later i mean technically you do see robotnik an issue later but it's not him <laughs> it's, <laughs> right uh, it's uh they're like oh little little teases and hints and it's like oh yeah we're throwing him in here but it's not him but they do right. go off and have other adventures and you know go up against nagas and meet up with nate morgan and oh, you know nate the, morgan. The free- yeah, and like, oh, the Freedom Fighters are trying to rebuild, and there's stuff going on with the with the Wolf Pack, and hey, what's what's up with Snively? We all care about Snively, <laughs> uh, but it, but it was like, oh, hey, now like with him gone, a million things can happen. While in IEW, it's like, well, he's always going to be there, even though the story starts where he's not Eggman, he's Doctor or not Doctor, uh, Mister Tinker. Right, and that's, I think, the closest they're going to get. And they could return to that. Like, he could return to that mentality and then be out of commission for a little bit. And that's probably what Mm -hmm. they're looking at. Like, if they ever want to do that, they set that up so that Mm -hmm. that's him dead. You know, that's the closest they're going to get to it. That's the closest. You know, it's interesting. But, you know, I I recommend the IDW comics if you haven't checked them out. Um as far yeah. as your timeline, uh, is there anything <laughs> you want to say uh, before we we plug your other content and wrap things up here? Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, there is a there is a side box in this timeline that I, I get. I made it. I got too excited about it, and I'm like, nobody's ever going to care really about it. There there's a box that talks about 
what Sega of America's timeline would have been for Sonic games. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, there's something about that that amuses me because, you know, they localize it, they change things. It even makes the order of the games sort of different. Like how, um, I know I have a Game Gear box, and Tales Adventures is a Game Gear game, but I'm like, oh, it, it can still be part of the main timeline. It could be part of both. Like, there, there's some shared things. Right. Uh, but in Japan, it's released and says, oh, this is the, a story of Tales before he meets Sonic. And it, I guess it's sort of shown off in the standard gameplay. When he jumps, he doesn't cur- curl into a ball. He's not really running around. Um, he walks, he throws bombs. Uh, I know there's upgrades where he can, but that's fine. There, But in the American manual, the Western manual, it says, oh, yeah, you know, Sonic and Tails are just on a break. You know, I guess the, <laughs> they need some time apart. And right. it's like, oh, everything has happened. He's just hanging out on Cocoa Island. Like, there's those things. Or um, even, like, the Chaotix manual is completely different. It's about a carnival and a power emerald. And there are no power emeralds in the game, so I don't know what they were trying to do there. But right. there's all these like little weird differences. Um, so it's like, oh hey, you know, Sega of America sort of thought about it. They had their own timeline. They, I mean, they had their own like internal consistency when it came to these characters. So games that I would go, oh well, you know, in the Japanese version, they don't work. Uh, like the game, these Game Gear games don't work. But in Amer- in the uh, Sega of America version they do work because they changed the rules so it's like so so that that i i don't know i think it's it's also something nobody thinks about because hey that that is a version of of canon that has been dead since um you know well right before sonic adventure so sonic would have been like the last thing and then sega japan went no 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 that's that's (laughs) that's not the story please stop doing that Right, and uh, I guess one could look at this as almost like what Archie comics were kind of looking at, or at least feeding off of, and and yeah. this all possibly happened with the Archie events kind of overlaid on it. Um, mm-hmm. That's interesting, though. Yeah, I'm showing a piece of it here so people can see it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, um, yeah I like that. I dig that. Uh, now you need to do the European one, right? <laughs> right. I don't think there's much difference, because usually... Sega of Europe just took their cues from Sega of America, right? Because uh, SOA came up with the Kintobo storyline, even though none of the media that Sega of America looked over had it, aside from the, that one promotional comic. Meanwhile, Sega of Europe runs with it. And Sonic the comic, like, that's it. The right. Space Sonic book, the 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 Martin... Whatever, the, those four... All the UK novels. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, Kintobo, he's there, he's cool. Except now he's evil, so he's not cool. Man, so uncool. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it's uh, it is it's, it's I, so I don't think there is any like huge difference between the the U.S. manuals and the and the European ones, uh, unless mm-hmm. like the ones that are written in French decide to write their own thing. So you look you at it know. and go, oh yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's ever bothered to, to go through the European manuals and say, well, let's let's just retranslate the Spanish and the French and the German just in case. Right. They're different. Right. Well, you never know because, I mean, Samade Amigo, like lore, was locked away in the uh, Japanese Dreamcast manual until the Wii version came out and translated it. So, uh. <laughs> you 
Who knows? Oh, that's a so, completely different podcast, though. Samba de Amigo uh, timeline. Right. Uh, I think there were three games, so you're pretty pretty much done after that. Um, right. Where, where can people... So you're doing more of a deep dive of yes. this, this timeline. Where can people see that, and where are you up to right at this point? Okay, right. So uh, doing a, a deep dive of the timeline uh, I, I'd mentioned FTCR earlier uh, the find the computer room YouTube channel uh, where you got like uh, Icona's fans movies um, games enlisted they're all hanging out there they're having a good time uh, and I, I'm I'm there too uh, the the timeline videos that we're doing are long or they're gonna they're it's longer than than you would think they should be uh, at the moment uh, we've been recording we've got a few ready to go um, but they're not yet uh, on the public YouTube channel. There, there are some. If if you wanted to, there are some sneak preview episodes. Like, oh, here it is, but we haven't like finished all of the the visual editing on the FTCR Patreon uh, Patreon account. Uh, but they're not going to stay exclusive to the Patreon. Uh, what's the you know? They are meant to start coming out on the regular public channel sometime soon. I don't know the exact date. It's uh. You know, when it's done, it's done. But it, it's it's coming soon because there's already like three, almost ready to go. Because uh, it, it's a lot. We're, we're talking about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> so there. Is... What are you up to? What have you recorded up to so far? Uh... <laughs> Sonic Two. <laughs> uh, we we have gotten up to. Uh... The last thing we talked about were the the rivals games. Oh, so that's, we're, that's we're about pretty to far. Jump into. Uh, Zero Gravity, Sonic Unleashed. Uh, that that's the next round of whenever that's we exciting. record. So, yeah. So, like, we'll we'll go through deep dive, going through each game. I explain why I think it's that way, trying to support it with evidence, and them going, "Huh, yeah." Or, "Are you sure about that?" I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, you know, so it, it is more like a, a conversation. It's not just me reading a list and saying that's how it is. Uh, so it, it is a more deep dive conversational sort of thing. And then, Even though it is how it so is. Those, right. You know. So those should start coming out soon. Uh, if you want to hear a couple early, you can subscribe to the Patreon. Otherwise, just uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and, and they'll be coming out soon. And then That's you can exciting. give it a like and or comment and or subscribe. The, the Yeah, and ring that bell and leave a comment. And Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Right. <laughs> do all of it. And uh, yeah. Right. Because we're also supposed to... Um, uh, you know, because it is it is mostly a let's play channel, but there are conversations that happen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and and uh, games and listeners supposed to do a uh, uh, an IDW sort of podcast type Ooh. thing where we right like uh, where we do an episode for every four issues. The first one is just going to be me and him, and then we uh, bring in guests. So go through each four issue arc, have a good time. Uh, that sounds fun. So that's yeah, so you know, there there are definitely things uh, sitting there ready to go. Uh, early stuff, ooh, Patreon. Uh, you don't, you don't. If you like to wait, just just YouTube it. You know, yeah. we're not we're not we're not going to hide everything forever. That's this is a bit too much. Uh, and then uh, I guess otherwise, if I um, you know, I I do retro sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's stuff on the front page if you want to read me there, there's a couple things there uh i i wrote a i wrote a, a philosophical musing on little planet i think last year if you if you just search that where mm-hmm. i'm like oh how does little planet work more canon timeline 
musings. Uh, you go way back into the archives, you can read 50,000 words about me talking uh, about kn- Knuckles 25 years later. That's a lot <laughs> yeah, of I did enjoy that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's really long, but it's also, you know, a few years old. Uh, and then I, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm working on a article. I'm, I'm supposed, I'm going to write something for Sonic's birthday. Woo! Yay! Uh, yay! And then, and then <laughs> 31. He's, he's turning 31. What, do you, what what happens when you turn 31? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you put on weight, I guess. We'll see. I guess they'll redesign him. Um, yeah. Well, hey, David, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, talking oh, yeah. Sonic Canon, Timeline, IDW, Archie. Uh, oh, it's just been so much fun uh, reconnecting and, and talking Sonic with you for the past yeah. hour and a half. Um, it's, it's been fun. I mean, I could ramble forever, but uh, oh, I, I know. promise anyone would stick around. <laughs> <laughs> I've stuck around. You haven't yeah. lost me, David. I'm still there. Barry's always there for you. <laughs> so, yeah, are. so you can find David. Are you on Twitter? Do you want oh, people I to am. know you're on Twitter? I mean, I, it's it's not hard to find. It's just like uh, at DT Lurker. If you type that in, you'll find it. It's uh, Cool. Right. I guess technically I have an Instagram, but I only have like four photos on there. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about that. No. Uh, SonicRetro.org is the website, too. <laughs> People yes. have never heard of that. <laughs> no. And, and Retro has a Twitter, too. Like, that's more Sonic. I do tweet on there occasionally. Um, sometimes it's nonsense. Sometimes it's informative. You know, that that's, I think, Retro as a whole. <laughs> that's that's a good way to sum up Sonic Retro. Sometimes it's nonsense <laughs> and sometimes it's informative. Yes. Oh man. Yes. Well, David, thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you for for have you on. I don't know. We'll have you on again soon. I want to talk. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I want to talk Sonic movie stuff. I want to talk yeah. uh, Sonic origin stuff. So you know, don't be a stranger. Um, I, I guess I have to close this out. So uh, thanks for watching. You can check Sega Bits out on Patreon. We also have some Sega Talks dropping soon. I don't know. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Rise of the Dragon, I think we're going to talk about, and some other crazy stuff. Police Knots. If you've ever played that game, we're going to talk about that. It'll be fun. So bye. Thanks for watching. Bye.